Hello, my name is Scott Bradley and this is Scott Scott Podcast and today I'm joined by Matthew Templeton. How are we? I'm great, man. Thanks for asking. And we're also joined by Ben Baker. Ben, that's two weeks in a row, my man. You're on. I know, I know. Uh, most inconsistent person in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> so how's things anyway? Uh, good, mate. Thanks for asking. I'm alright. Quite rough. I do know what I was actually thinking right last night I was like right see if Rangers win and Celtic lose any money Ben's not going to be in the pod but <laughs> but obviously it was the other way about <laughs> but you're here now anyways so let's let's dive right into it and Matthew Rangers are playing Spartak Moscow last night and Rangers got beat 4-3 and it was a roller coaster of a game wasn't it Oh, it was a, for, for neutrals, it was a, a fantastic game. But from Rangers' uh, perspective, it was just, it was, it was horrific. It was absolutely criminal. It was a real um, show one, yeah. It was. It was really hard to take, and like I, I just, I was just so disappointed after it because blew the lead twice. Um, just, you know, just stupid errors. Like it was just, it's not even as if Spartak were an amazing team. It's just all avoidable goals, and that's. That's the disappointing about it, mm-hmm. and uh, just, I just can't get over how bad the mistakes were from like experienced good players. Yeah, see, defensively, from both teams, defensively, both teams were shambolic last night, especially us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think Flanagan was at fault for at least two. Um, Goldson, obviously, with the. Goldson had uh, a mare, yeah, he had an absolute nightmare last night. He did, he, and that's like. And that was surprising because he's been one of our most consistent players at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played, played played pretty much every single game, um, along with Tav, apart from one against Air. But he's always been solid, and just he just looked like he was out of his depth last night. And he looked a bit panicky, and that was totally unlike him. Um, and that that own goal was that just, own goal was <laughs> terrible. Why not hit it with your left foot? Why? Like, it's just so simple. It's like, you see what Steven Gerrard said after the game about it? He's like, under 12s and under 13s normally can clear the ball with either foot. And exactly. that, it was shambolic. I mean, see when it happened, I was like, oh my god, like, that is just like such a schoolboy mistake to make. It is, it is, and it's, it's obviously ultimately part of the reason we lost the game. And I, I just like, obviously, he was off, the guy was offside as well. But Add salt to the wound. Yeah, yeah exactly. But see, see in his defence, right? Obviously, Golden didn't know he was offside, so he's playing to the whistle, which was the right thing to do. But my God, man, that is a terrible goal to give away. It was pathetic. It was pathetic, and I was assuming afterwards McGregor was raging at him, mm-hmm. um, and I don't blame him because obviously he gave McGregor no chance. He just let it run across his body for like a second, clear off his left foot, danger averted. And as I mentioned as well, I think it was their it was their first goal after the half time where we tried to play this tiki taka rubbish at the back, um, and Flanagan gave it to one of their players, and obviously they went up and scored. Mm-hmm. Just in that situation, why don't you just clear it? Just clear it. Yeah. Get your shape back together. Instead, we just gave it right back to them and they, and they scored, and uh, again an avoidable goal, and it was just. Yeah. So Flanagan should have been took off at half time mate uh, like Flanagan was having a nightmare in the first half yes uh, fucking days ago he played a terrific ball to him but apart from that Flanagan had a shocker he had an absolute shocker like I would have took him off at half time right that's where Gerard needs to come under a bit of criticism right Gerard yet again substitutions not making him at the correct times he should, Flanagan should have been taken off at half time and we should have brought on uh, 
Andy Hardy at left back. Like, where's Lee Wallace? Right? Andy, like, see Andy Hardy, he has been doing a very solid job in that position as left back, right? But that's the thing. Like, why not bring, why not just, like, start Andy Hardy? It's not like, I can understand the whole point in rotating players, right? But it's not like Andy Hardy's been starting non stop, you know? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Like, I would have started Halliday personally based on form. And, like, I think Flanagan can be a decent right back, definitely. But as left back, he's, he's, just, he's, he's so one footed, he's so right footed. He doesn't want to go there. He's, and he's not got any pace either, which doesn't help. I know. Um, maybe he could get away with that in his own position, but certainly not out of position. And he got caught so many times, like running back, and obviously without pace, he's, he's not going to catch them. And. Halliday, I would definitely be Halliday there. Um, Wallace, I don't think he's going to get a look in uh, at all this season. Right, so uh, obviously Wallace, like Wallace can, sorry to interrupt Matt, but Wallace can, like we all know like what Lee Wallace can do, right? He surely can do a better job than John Flanagan at left back. You'd think so, yeah, you'd think so. Um, but I just don't think, for whatever reason, he's not going to get anywhere near the squad this season. Um, and if he does come in, he'll probably take time to get used to it again. Obviously, we, we don't have time for that right now. We need to clear Someone could just slot in straight away, so that's why Halliday, in my opinion, until Barisic comes back, obviously Barisic is our number one left back. We're missing him badly, but until he comes back, I think just play Halliday there. Mm. Um, see what I said to you last night about Goldson I think he needs to get dropped mate I feel as though Goldson uh, is thinking that he's bulletproof right now because he's really been dropped this season and I think he needs a wee kick up the arse to, uh, and he needs dropped this Sunday he does to so he can realise right oh my god I'm not actually like bulletproof here like you know so I need to actually fight for my place like I've got competition so I would definitely drop him this Sunday for sure I would bring in Warrow or even Big Macaulay. I'd, I'd rather Macaulay, to be honest, because Mother were a very physical team, and Macaulay would be able to handle that no problem. And, and we also um, interrupt again, Matt, but see, the last time Golden played against Motherwell, he had a nightmare, so he did. Exactly, exactly. So I think Macaulay or Warrell, me per- personally, I'd rather go with Macaulay uh, to come to that game. And obviously, he's dropped McGregor this season, it shows he's not bulletproof, he's been mm. one of our best players. Yep. So he definitely likes to do with Golden. Yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. Like last night, four three three. It was it like I, I'm said to you. I've said to you before, right? I'm just not a big fan, like of the system. Right? At times it can work, at times it can't. But seeing Europe, I feel as though we need to go four five one. I feel as though it's a much more safer option, and it keeps the midfield much more tight. And but in a four three three, it's just in Europe. It's we're leaking in too many goals, in my opinion. We're leaking in too many goals, yeah. and that proved last night as well. Yeah, I don't know. See, four three three. I don't think it was nothing to the formation. It was well, like Jenner said. It was not. I mean, it was nothing tactical wrong with our performance. It was just individual errors, and you can't really put that down to the to the formation. I think that's just. But see, but see if we had the see if we were playing a four five one, right? We we would be much more difficult to break down. If you know what I'm saying, because the midfield will be more uh, compact and tight. Yeah, I suppose, but I I think. Don't say information was, was the reason last night. No, it wasn't the reason, but it's just like it's just something I would like to change, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I can see a proper chance I know they had one last time and didn't really work out mm-hmm. but just something you know yeah exactly yeah but it's 
last night it was it was very frustrating. So it was like first half, mate. Like going forward, like I will say this though, going forward, our final ball was a lot better, right? Our final ball was a lot better last night, and going forward, going forward, we always looked like a threat. Like we always looked like we were going to score. Yeah, definitely. We always looked like, every time we got the ball last night. And we're, going, we're playing the Spartak's half, I thought, well, something's going to happen here. Um, we got three goals, so ultimately, something did happen. We were very good. And normally, you think, if you score three, three away goals in a, a European tie, you're going to get to something. But it mm-hmm. didn't happen. But we were very good. We were very good um, last night, and Morelis should have got on the score sheet as well. That was never offside. Never in a million years. Mm-hmm. Right, so what were you saying, Matt? Sorry, sorry we just yeah, had a wee fine. error there. <laughs> Obviously, we were, we were very good up front last night, and we had an amazing counter attack. Morelis got a perfectly good goal, and it got chopped offside, and it was never offside. Like it, yeah, that was never offside. See, from first instinct, mate, when I seen that, I was like, that is clearly onside. It was a terrific uh, counter attack, as you said, and a terrific pass from Candias, and a brilliant finish from uh, Morelos, and it was offside. That was a real kick in the teeth. That one. Oh, so I don't think we really recovered from that. Um, I really don't. Um, and if it was four two, it would have been a very different game. Um, but going at half time, with that being chopped off, and that, and obviously, Sparta are thinking, oh, that should have maybe stood. They came out flying in the second half. Um, but I definitely thought that was a turning point. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um. Also, uh, Middleton, I thought Middleton, Glenn Middleton was a standout last night. I was really impressed with him. He, he's he got a big future, mate, and he was trying to make things happen, and he took his goal very well. So he did, Ben. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good goal. Nah, he, took, he took it really, really well. And 18 years old, mate, he's, he's got a big future, doesn't he? Yeah, well, I've I, I seen something today about... Um, he's been involved in a goal every se- every sixty minutes he's played, uh-huh. so that's obviously good stats. Um, mm-hmm. But if if he keeps that up, then obviously he'll be, he can be a big player. Yeah, exactly, bro. Like I, I actually said, is it? Too, I was thinking, is it too much to start him in this kind of like this caliber of game, like such a big game at that young age? I was like, maybe it might be, but then I was like, no, nah, you know what? Give him a chance, see what he can do, and he took his chance and he delivered. Uh, like the, see the pass marks I would give to some of the players last night it would be Candace. yeah I thought Candace was great um, McGregor outstanding That see if it wasn't for McGregor Ben that would have been like second half as well because like, they dominate the second half that would have been four going on eight, four going on six seven but he has been an excellent player all season to be fair so mm-hmm. which must be good to have a bit of confidence in your in your keeper mm-hmm. finally mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly exactly Um but, like, Morelos, I thought, Matthew, last night was a wee bit quiet. But then again, he should have had a goal. But he just wasn't getting a whole lot of service, you know. And you can tell towards the end of the game, he was getting really frustrated, me making, like, wee niggling fouls and stuff. But it was just a frustrating night for him overall, obviously. It was, definitely. And he'll be more disappointed because, obviously, you can get away with being quiet if you get your goal and, like you say, that got chopped off and... It was frustrating ends and quite rightly so. Uh, I think um, a big European game, obviously. I think the whole team are frustrated, to be honest. Um, but yeah, my reality, he did, didn't play badly. He just wasn't in the game. Um, yeah. Which was which was obviously not good to see. Um, 
but he, he'll, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll, he'll come back against Rapid Vienna and show why he should be on the European stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and see also, like uh, what I was saying earlier on about making substitutions uh, at the correct times, right? Um, he should have, as I said, taken off Flanagan at half time because he was having a nightmare and bring on Andy Halliday. Um, but see, when you look at that bench, mate, there's not a whole lot of attacking options. There was not a lot of attacking options on that bench last night at all. Like, I'm looking at the bench now, there's, there's no goals in that bench, mate. <laughs> there was no goals in that bench, but. I would have um, taken off Koulibaly or Hajaria, either one of the two. Probably Hajaria, he wasn't really at it last night. I would have taken him off and brought in Ryan Jack, because we all know what Ryan Jack can do. He's a very tidy player, and he would have made the midfield more tight and compact. And it would have been yeah. harder to break down. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm surprised he didn't start, to be honest, because Koulibaly... Um, I would have took Koulibaly off. I think Hajaria... Even though he had a quiet game, he's always got that moment that he can, he can spark into life and just produce that bit of magic. Cooler um, Bally for me hasn't, since he came back from injury, hasn't been great. Um, I think that's, I think we, all can, we can all admit that. So I would have played Jack last night. He'd be one of the first names in my team sheet. Like you said, he's so tidy on the ball. He can, he can break up the play very well. And he's exactly. perfect last night. Uh-huh. Um, it- to come on at half-time. Um, Tavenier, right. right. Big James Tavenier, right. I have a very love-hate relationship with this guy, right? Tavenier going forward, it's the same thing. I've heard it for the past three, four years, right? Tavenier going forward is tremendous. He is a great player going forward, right? But defensively, right, he's so inconsistent. Um, Matthew, what do you think? Do you agree with me there? Because like, he is far too inconsistent. And down that right-hand side last night, mate, we looked really weak. We looked like we were very vulnerable down that right-hand side. And Spartak took advantage of that, and so do other teams, especially Celtic. They take advantage of it as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's definitely improved defensively. I, I think that. Um, he's like from last season or even the season before. Um, he's definitely improved his defensive side of the game, but it's still it's still very inconsistent. It's still not the level it should be every single week. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, going forward, he's tremendous. Of the last couple of weeks, his final ball's been a bit rubbish, but he's, he's getting that back now. Yeah. Um, and you know what he can do from set pieces, he, he can, he's amazing from free kicks. So maybe maybe it's, it's too late in his career, I don't know. He's a lot of 26 now or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's too late to convert him to a winger. Um, yeah, I would. I would not convert. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I would not convert him as a winger, right? I would like see. Like I understand, right? Seeing today's morning game, fullbacks have to go forward. It's just the way it is now. You never see a fullback that like really does stay back. Most foot, like the majority of fullbacks in the game today, go forward. They need to have that ability to like attack and get balls into the box. So yes, he is like he fits the mold of a modern day fullback. But to, like see the modern day fullbacks. They can also defend and do it on a consistent basis. Tavenier can't do that. No, he can't. And you see if someone of like high quality is coming against him, yes. i.e. a Kieran Tierney or a Scott Sinclair or whatever um, on a European stage, he, 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 sometimes he's alright, right? But a lot of times he's not good. Like, see if they've got a bit of pace or a bit of trickery, he, he's done. He's done. Yeah. Um, and I feel like sometimes he gets pushed off the ball a bit too easily. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, maybe he's not got that. Like, he is a strong enough guy, but he gets pushed off too easy for me. And he
the back and two wing backs. I know that didn't work before, but maybe it's something we should look at. That's a shout. That's a shout. Actually, see if I recall right. Um, I think it was uh, two seasons ago we played Celtic in the, the League Cup semi final, and we, I think we went five three two. I think it was, and we had Tav as a wing back. If, I'm, if I do recall right, and he actually played really well that game. Yeah, so, exactly, so maybe that's an option with Barisic and, and Tavs are two wing-backs, um, centre-backs with uh, Goldson, Katic and, and Worrell, that'd be perfect, but we'll see what happens, uh, I can't imagine that happening, but it'd be definitely an idea that Gerrard should think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cannot agree more, mate. Um, so, Sparta, okay, before we move on, um, Sparta, I thought, well, they were not all that great, mate. Right, going forward, like it was going forward, they were they looked a threat, but so did we. Defensively, they were poor, and so were we. But it was it really was a sore one, mate. I felt as though they were there for the taking last night. Exactly, exactly. So, so do you think, right? Here's a question for you: If we went in at half time at four two, you think we'd have looked, uh, got something from that game? Yes, I do. I do. I feel as though the the spirits would be high, and I think Gerard would be like, okay, it's going well now. We're winning four two. Let's actually change it up. Let's like make the midfield more compact and actually hold on to this lead. Let's go, Jose Mourinho. Let's part the bus and let's hold on to this. That's what I think we would have done. But see, um, the fact we went in three two, he's like, right, we need to get another goal because. We see when even when well, we got that third goal, I was thinking, right, this game's not over, right? This game, there's a lot more goals in this game, you know. And we went in the second half. We came out, done absolutely nothing that second half at all, apart from that chance towards the end, right? But second half we were non-existent. We created nothing at all. And when the fourth goal went in, the players started to feel sorry for themselves, and they just had no real desire to try and really get back in it. Exactly, and they just yeah, the heads look deflated. Yeah, uh, and it's a shame because going for like we're left with go forward, we deserve something. But defending, we didn't deserve anything at all. So maybe a draw would have been the best result for both teams. Yes, um, it was like a basketball game at times. Um, it was, and it was just it was it was something else. But listen. The group's still wide open. Uh, it's, it's a very tight group. Very, very tight group. Um, as you said, it's still wide open. Um, anybody, literally any team can get out of this group. It's all up for grabs. Exactly. So we all know Spartak can concede goals. So expect them to lose a couple against Villarreal. Um, yep. And if we do our job against Vienna and hopefully take something at Ibrox against Villarreal, who knows what could happen. Exactly. Um, it's a very disappointing result, but it's definitely still all to play for. Yeah, it just shows you, mate. Rangers score three goals away from home, right? And we still can't take anything. You know, it's crazy. It really is. I know. But Mental. The positives, uh, before we move on, there, there, there are plenty of positives from last night. Well, not plenty, but there are some, right? Um, going forward, let's like, talk about the first half. Going forward, we were so much better. We looked a threat going forward. Our final ball was so much better. It was, like, it was definitely so much better. Um Kandias was terrific Middleton was terrific um, I'd probably say that's about it mate you know McGregor terrific as always um, so I mean, defensively though if we defend like that mate there's no chance we're getting out of that group no chance simple exactly so we definitely need to, need to tighten it up um, 
and just stop making silly mistakes, make sure our heads in the game, just just make sure you're concentrated and if you cut out those simple mistakes yep. which, I, which I stress are simple mistakes so it's simple to get rid of them mm-hmm. um, we should hopefully put ourselves in a decent enough position um, so do you, do you think we'll make it through? because I think, I think we could um, I actually think we, we've got a great chance mate I think we, we will be able to get out of the group um, Rapid Vienna um, I'm confident we can get a result against them I think we will beat them Villarreal at home I, honestly mate I feel confident against any team at Ibrox right now I feel as though Ibrox is like a fortress and the players just really they turn up at Ibrox you know so I'm confident we, we can at least I'll probably say, I, I can't see us losing against Villarreal I say if we beat Rapid Vienna and get a point against Villarreal I think that will be enough for us to get through definitely what do you think Ben think we'll get through I think you've got a, a, a good chance, but at the same time, I just want to mention that, like, well, I think you have uh, all to play for. I'll just say that. Um, mm-hmm. I'll leave what I was going to say to later, but, I mean, Villarreal, I mean, six points, so there's only two points between it and between the whole group, so probably the closest group in the competition. Yeah, it's, and it was a, a big surprise. <laughs> so it was, it was a big surprise for, especially me and you, Ben, I'd, Honestly, didn't give Rangers much hope in this group, but our boy Matty Key, he did. He was like ten points. I'm confident, man. And uh, at the time, I couldn't share his optimism, but my God, man, I'm I'm confident now that we'll get out of this group. And uh, I'm on Rangers. Have definitely proved me and you, Ben, wrong <laughs> yeah. to say the least, man. Like, you're beating you're beating Rafael Vieira. Um, so we could it could maybe come down to our results, but I think you're. Should be pretty confident if you can get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So uh, we'll move on. Obviously, we're still staying on the topic of Rangers, right? But then we'll, we'll rattle through the, the Rangers St. Mirren game, then we'll move on to Celtic. So uh, we'll talk about uh, St. Mirren and Rangers at the weekend there. Rangers beat St. Mirren 2 0, uh, Matthew, away from home. But Rangers left it late yet again. Um, it was not a pretty performance, to say the least, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, obviously, conditions didn't help at all. Um, it was it was a really bad day. Um, first half was kind of weren't great. I know, we're not great. We were poor first half. <laughs> You've been saying <laughs> we weren't great. We were we were rotten first half. <laughs> okay, lucky well, we were lucky. We were lucky. We were not losing. St. Mirren had a couple of good chances. And it, 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 it did to be fair. Um, we weathered the storm, the literal storm, and St. Mirren's wee storm. And in the second half, the, the the wind was against our backs, so that. That definitely helped, and then uh, we got a kind of lucky break in the the 80th minute with we, we Diaz, um, which I, I'd love to say he meant it, but we all know he didn't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously Morelos got his goal then, so I think it was it was a, an efficient second half performance that and then got us a result that we we're looking for. So yeah. two away wins in the back, we move on. Mm-hmm. That's that's all we wanted. Just three points. Aye. So Ben, what did you make of uh, Alfredo Morelos getting hit with a coin in the leg? It's ridiculous. That's twice that's that's happening in space a week. You know. I don't know how people can, like can see this stuff happening. Like, uh, like really or anything. I don't know how people can see it and then all the big fuss it's getting caused and they're sitting there for, like laughing and say, "Oh, I'm gonna do that." Why is everybody not sitting with the same opinion as us? And, that's ridiculous. Why is this happening? Yeah. For all these idiots. Like, honestly, what can I, how stupid can you be to actually throw a coin at a footballer or a football manager? Like, how stupid can you be? It's so daft. Like, w- w- why? You're going to get caught anyway. 
and then that's you banned from going to see your your uh, your football team. You know, it's so stupid. Honestly, it's so stupid. You know, but fair play to big Alfredo. He he didn't <laughs> like react to it at all. Um, just hit, hit hit off his leg, and yeah, it was. He still continued to celebrate fair play to the big man. That's the best thing I do because these people are looking, looking for a reaction when they do it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he didn't do a Neil Lennon. <laughs> obviously, um, when Neil Lennon got hit, it hit his chest and he went down holding his face. Obviously, that was terrible what happened to Lennon. Ridiculous. Should never happen. But yeah, <laughs> then again, but it's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It has no place in football whatsoever. And like, Matthew, how can you stamp this out? That's the thing. Like, how can you stamp out idiots throwing coins? Yeah, you can. Simple as because exactly. fans are. I don't think you can. Because fans are going to come into football change with their wallets. You're not going to exactly confiscate their wallets, are they? Yeah, it's like they like, were talking about it in sports, and like, how can you stamp this out, right? And I'm like, how can you? Like, if I'm you know, it's like. It's you're always going to get the odd idiot, Ben, aren't you? You're always going to get the odd idiot at a football game who's going to throw coins or do something stupid, like run on the pitch, like. Well, well, I know, like you're always going to get the idiot, right? Because people are getting banned, and obviously, that like, people are still doing it. Yeah. But they're just going to ruin it for absolutely everybody. We're going to become yeah. one of the country's very big nets in between the the fans and the. Yeah, that's the a pitch. good point. Yeah. And if that's what they want, but they don't care because they'll be banned. So they're just going to ruin it for everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Like, hopefully, we'll never get to that stage where we have like big nets and stuff. Like, yeah. I, I don't think we ever will get to that stage. But this throwing coins, <laughs> uh, footballers and football managers needs yeah. to stop. It is obscene that it's actually happening in twenty eighteen. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, mate. But. Um, yeah, we'll move on. I just wanted to touch on the. Oh, before we do, before we do, uh, Ben, Candace's uh, second yellow card. What What did he get sent off for? <laughs> what did he get sent off for? I have no idea. It was ridiculous, Matthew. Like, I'd probably say that is the worst decision this season. It's going to be very hard to top that. Oh, yeah, that oh was, yeah, no, in Scottish football. In Scottish football, yeah. That's the one's penalty. What was that? that was uh, they're both, both ridiculous decisions, but that, that uh, can dare explain it. It's just... Like, the referee also needs to justify his yellow card, right? He needs to say, oh, he'd he done it for this, or he done it for that. But I don't think he has any justification there. He has no reason to send um, Kandias off. And, obviously, he's, he's literally sprinted over to, to the players... Broke them apart, um, because obviously Fender had him in a headlock, you know, and he's, he's booked Ferdinand, he's booked Candace, and he's booked Candace knowing fine well that's his second yellow and he's off, and obviously Candace was baffled, and I, I don't blame him. Like he's he's celebrated his goal, right? Then he's got he's hitting a headlock, and then Ferdinand's had a wee jab at him, yep. and Candace gets sent off. Yep. it's absolutely ridiculous, yep. and we're like. If you listen to this, hang your head in shame. Yeah, and obviously Rangers appealed it, and it got the SFA. What was it? They dismissed it and said it's still going to stand. Is that right? Yeah. It's because, it's because Rangers appealed it for um, mistaken identity. Yep. And obviously, it's not really a mistaken identity, so that's the kind of way to get around it. But what Rangers have done now is they've put a complaint in against Colum. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Wait and see where that goes. Bill poor I swear actually Willie Colm Willie Collum was meant to referee Aberdeen versus Hibs tonight and he's no longer doing it anymore. Oh, 
Uh, yeah, because he's pulled out for a apparent groin injury, which is obviously BS. <laughs> Aye, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really hard to top that ridiculous decision. Honestly, it was baffling, to say the least. So, um, anything else we want to add on that? Not really, no. Just as long as... I don't think... It's a shame Candace won't play on Sunday due to that stupid decision, but hopefully the SSA will have a look at this and take... I don't know, take some action against it because it's just a ridiculous decision. Yeah, exactly. Keep on me. So, um, yeah, we'll um, move on from that. And also, before we do move on, just want to mention this. Uh, ben, what did you make of Nicola Sturgeon talking about the Neil Lennon thing at Parliament? Oh, I, I mean, you were saying about that. Um, I think it's, the whole thing has been blown out of proportion. Like, as I said, with the Morales thing, like, well, it's a big deal. It shouldn't be happening, but with Morello's situation, like, he's just ignored it. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, just don't rise to it and hope, like, don't give him the reaction. Mm-hmm. People probably like wanting this. That like when people throw a, a coin at something, like, oh, I'm going to be raising the clusters and says this. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's better just to leave it and ignore it, ban the person, and that's your deterrent. And then, mm-hmm. but it's just been blown out of proportion. Yeah. Still let it go. Yeah, I see where I come from, mate, definitely. So uh, we'll move on. We'll talk about um, Celtic. Celtic beat uh, Leipzig 2-1 last night. And uh, Ben, what did you make of the game? I thought Celtic were very impressive. They worked really hard, so they did. And I don't think Leipzig really caused you any real problems at all. Well, towards the end, yes, but the majority of the game, they didn't do a whole lot. No, I was, like, just absolutely buzzing watching the game, like... Just Celtic actually having a go uh, at teams. When, when a team who's better than us comes to Celtic Park or whatever, we're, not, we're standoffish, we, we give them too much respect. And I just don't see the need for it, but we, we worked really hard and um, we just we had a go. We had a good go and um, it was just so good to watch. We were excellent. We've been excellent the past two weeks. You know, uh, scored plenty of goals and now uh, again against Leipzig. It's a really good result. Um. Matthew, what did you make of uh, Celtic's uh, performance last night? Do you think um, they can kick on from this and potentially get out of the group? Um, don't know. I, I don't know. I, it's, a, it's a strange one because obviously... Well, it's not a strange one because obviously Celtic were, were fantastic last night. I'm not going to take that away from them. But I still think Red Bull, the two Red Bulls are a better side and I still expect them to go through. But I think Celtic have definitely like, put themselves in with, in with a shout there. Um, they were fantastic last night um, and if they can continue that form against the, in the last two games there's no reason why it wouldn't be a, I mean, a chance but I still expect to Red Bulls to, to, to do it but they've made it a lot closer now and for, for the good of Scottish football you know as much as it pains me to say it I'd, I'd, I'd like Celtic to go through for Scottish football but um, I don't I, I just can't, I can't honestly I just can't see it happening that's mm. my opinion Um <clears throat> ben, what about you? How do you see Celtic uh, doing? Do you think Celtic uh, can get out this group? Well, we, we can get out of um, it. The thing is, it's going to depend on our results. Are Salzburg going to play Leipzig and only play like one player for the start and everything? Are they going to put under 21s on? Like, we don't know. Um, hopefully not. Uh, but for us, it depends on our results. So it um, depends on. Mm-hmm. We, we want Salzburg to beat Leipzig and if that's not going to happen then because Rosenberg are not going to beat Leipzig you know, mm-hmm. yeah, so, I know. Rosenberg uh, are the whipping boys of that group but 
last night they won, didn't they? No. No, sorry, didn't actually know what, what, what I'm, I'm looking for. Uh, Salzburg have won all their games, eh? Oh, yeah, so, so Salzburg, sorry, yeah, Salzburg uh, have won all their games, they're on 12 points, so it's safe to say they're going to get out the group, right? So <laughs> it's pretty much between Leipzig and Celtic, if I'm being honest. It's between Leipzig and Celtic, we're, we're, we're joint on points now, and Salzburg can come to Celtic Park, we can win, we can go to Rosenborg and win, and still get put out, you know? That's why we need, we need somebody to beat to beat uh, Leipzig mm-hmm. and it's not going to be Rosenberg mm-hmm. yeah like um, what was I going to say that yeah so obviously um, last night was a must win game for Celtic it was if Celtic on the massive game, game. The score chat, if you didn't win that I think that was it oh yeah definitely yeah yeah definitely if we didn't win we needed um, Salzburg to get beat I think or something like that some death mm-hmm. um, but no, it was, a, it was a massive game, and that's the fourth in the Bundesliga, so fourth in the best league in the world, and we've, we've just we've really, we've played really, really well. And that's, that's Celtic without Lee Griffiths, and that's Celtic without our captain, Scott Brown, so we played really, really, really well. I, ben, you know what saying to me last night? Um, that Sal, uh, was Salzburg, uh, Leipzig were missing uh, two or three big names last night? Yeah, we were missing Timo Werner. Um, Timo Werner, Poulsen and Frosberg, so three, three, three big players who would have probably been playing, but so are Celtic, so mm-hmm. yeah. it's an excellent result. Yeah, I thought Celtic really did respond well, um, obviously with um, when the, the, uh, Leipzig got the equaliser, Celtic responded right away. Right, right it was an excellent goal as well, yeah. I mean even, I mean, I, I keep saying this, like, I've obviously rated I've rated Ryan Christie uh, for a long time, and then he was—he had a massive part to play in the goal and the whole performance. He was so hungry the entire game. And we, we missed that in the in our, a couple of poor performances we've had this season. We've, we've missed a Ryan Christie, somebody who was hungry. Now the whole team looks hungry for for results. To be honest, but um, I think Christie's made a big difference to the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, see towards the end though like I, I felt as though Celtic did get a wee bit lucky because uh, obviously Leipzig hitting the crossbar they had a great chance which they should have buried but then it went right over the bar they had two terrific chances towards the end mate and they should have buried it I know but at the same time like uh, Celtic like Edouard had an amazing chance where he passed it to Sinclair it's 2-0 but he shoots and he puts it wide so yeah. it swings in roundabouts really yeah that's what I mean yeah obviously but it was, um, it was as I said, a, a really big result, Matthew, wasn't it? It was a must-win game, and Celtic got the job done. And Edward, I thought, uh, was I thought he was superb last night. If it, yeah, it was uh, James Forrest, Edward, Christie, really impressive. Tierney as well. Yeah, Lustig, I, I thought, yet again, mate, another poor game. Like Lustig yeah. at fault for uh, the goal. It, like that's a, I've said it for a long time, man. Celtic need to get this right back situation sorted because Lustig is well past his best. Yeah, he's past his best. Um, and I, I've been known to defend Lustig, but yesterday it was so poor. I mm. mean, just so, so poor. Even when, like, I thought he gave a ball away so many times. I was in the pub and every time he gave a ball away, a guy was shouting the number of times he'd gave a ball away. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, what's the mm-hmm. best part? But apart from that, the team just was so good. It was really best. And the Celtic as well. I mean, they were saying we were two injuries with Brown and Griffiths been out. We never really had any any options on the on the bench. And I wanted to bring this up because people were like, "Oh, Mullen Bill, come on, Mullen Bill." I don't rate Mullen Bill at all. And anyway. he was he, when he came on. I mean. He never done anything for yeah. the short period of time he got and he gave the ball away a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So he invited on a lot of pressure. His job in that role, that holding midfield or role, is to take some of the pressure off the defence, you know what I mean? Hold yeah. the ball, distribute the ball and he never done that at all. He was, he was poor and I know a lot of people rate him but I don't. I have no reason to rate him. The Celtic fan is not putting a good performance in a Celtic shot. Mm, what's a... A Celtic, a Celtic worthy performance. Oof. I don't know that well either. Some a very bold uh, statement from Ben there, um, but yeah, no, I honestly I couldn't agree more. I think Malumbo's not been great at all. He's not really done a whole lot. I, I, if I recall right, his only decent performance was against Kamana, and he's lost that game. So yeah, yeah. But I'm looking at the Celtic bench now, right? Last night, I think you were like in a similar situation to us, where there's not a whole lot of attacking options there. Like Johnny Hayes, he's not. Like he's not good enough for Celtic. Let's be honest, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm looking at that bench, mate. I'm looking at it like Lewis Morgan. He needs to go out and loan, in my opinion. Like, no, he needs to go out and loan. I think it's just too soon for him right now. But yeah, there's not a whole lot of attacking options on that bench, you know. So no, pretty much none. I mean, we really Griffith's not been in the squad. It's, it's a big, big blow for us. Edward's been brilliant, and I would have Edward in my team. But you can bring, you can bring him. Um, Griffiths on, they can get you a goal for it. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but everybody knows he's a goal scorer. But so it, you understand why he's obviously such a big miss for us. Yeah, and obviously it was a big, big bonus for you having Tom Rogic back. Uh, Tom Rogic back last night because Rogic is terrific for you. As he's uh, also he played a full ninety minutes. Uh, you know, <laughs> I know. No, I he played well. He came on for Malumbo, but um, no, he, he played well. He, um, he's a, he, he, I wouldn't say he's an unsung hero. I don't think any Celtic fans don't know him, but I, don't, I still don't think he gets the credit he deserves because um, he's a, just a, such a terrific player. And he's, he reminds me of Chris Collins because he doesn't score rubber goals. He just he always seems to, to bring them in for, for outside the box sort of thing. But he's um, I. Very, uh, I rate Roderick very highly. Yeah, I felt as though he was one of the the big differences uh, from compared to like from the last game, the last time he's played uh, Leipzig. He was a ma- he made a major difference last night, and he had such a huge impact on that result. Yeah, definitely. And McGregor as well, like just. Another game. I mean, I said this last week in the pod. He's just so so good. I seen he's in the chat. He's just he's probably our best player or our second best player. He's so good and he just he's just no nonsense. He just he's just absolutely no nonsense. He's playing beyond his years. He's just so so good. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he was yeah. amazing yesterday. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so before we move on to Celtic versus Hearts, I know you've been chomping at the bit to speak about this game, Ben. But uh, Matthew, is there anything else you want to add? On uh, the Celtic game from last night? No, just apart from that, I, mean, I thought that they were. I expected them to. I think. I, mean, I wasn't expecting them to win, and uh, they were to win, not, certainly not in that fashion. Um, Leipzig, like Ben said, are a very good outfit, fourth in the Bundesliga. Um, and I, my, I put it in opinion, I think they're a Champions League quality team mm-hmm. um, who could do some damage here uh, maybe next season. Um, but 
No, I have to admit, hats off to Celtic. Under the disco lights, they were fantastic. Um, so I'm sorry, man, but I was cringing so much at that. <laughs> <laughs> it looked good, but I was just cringing, man. Uh, no, to be fair, it did look good. I thought it, I thought it was good. Um, but two million on that, I'm not too sure. But... Oh, two million, Ben. What do you make of that, right? Two million quid on bloody disco lights. I want to put the two million towards Trump again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Why not put that two million pound towards a, a playoff like John again? But no, Celtic like no, no, no. We're going for disco lights, Honestly, but is what it is. Good visual, but honestly, a waste of money. It's so unnecessary. Um, so we'll move on. We're we'll talking about Celtic versus Hearts. Uh, Celtic absolutely battered Hearts at the weekend, Matthew. Absolutely battered them. They did, and I can't even remember Hearts plugging out of their own half. Um, Celtic obviously dismantled, absolutely tore apart, top of the Hearts, um, even with their injury woes. Um, I think we all expected Celtic to win this, um, if I remember rightly, um, I think we had it 2 or 3 now, but certainly not 5. Um, and Edward, again, what a finish that was, um, I think it was the first goal. Yeah. Uh, that and Hart's defence for that, by the way, Hart's defence was like completely all over the place. They were, they were all over the shop, and looked disorganised. Celtic just tore through them with ease. It was like, a, it was like it was far too easy for them. Yeah, it was. And I thought Tierney, the last two games, especially last night and against Hart, Tierney was fantastic. Um, yeah, he's doing uh, the confidence right now, yeah. Exactly, like last few weeks, um, he's been a bit quiet. Uh, against Hearts and Leipzig and that has been fantastic um, Edward was absolutely brilliant as well against Hearts um, and I thought Forrest as well was fantastic um, obviously it wasn't every Celtic player I can think of that game but absolutely brilliant and Hearts just had no answer for it whatsoever yeah I'd probably say so far this season James Forrest has been Celtic's best player Ben oh yeah probably one of yeah goal scoring for me is in and uh Plenty of assist as well. He just he's so confident as well, driving the players constantly when he gets the ball. So yeah, he has been one of the the turnaround in Celtic season. Um, he's had a massive part to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and obviously everyone expected Celtic to beat Hearts, right? But in Hearts' defence, right, like I will defend them here. They were missing about four or five key players, right? And see, obviously they're missing big Stephen A. Smith, right? And he's out for two months. That is a massive, massive blow, right? And as we said last week in the podcast, I'm really struggling to see where the goals are going to come from just now because by Steve McLean, right, up top, he's no Hearts answer at all, man. It's Stephen A. Smith, you know, and yeah, everyone expected Hearts to lose, but that, honestly, that 5 nil result does not surprise me in the slightest. No, just, I, I'm surprised at the amount of goals Hearts are in because even with those their troubles, I thought they would still... Keep it relatively low, make it difficult for Celtic. Um, yeah. But, but like seventeen shots, ten on target. You know, it says it all. Really, three shots to one for Hearts. Sixty-three yeah. percent possession. Like they got absolutely dominated. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we all said last week, Hearts bubble is, is certainly burst now. Yeah, like we we all knew it was going to happen eventually, but I have to have a wee bit of sympathy for them uh, because obviously. They're missing about four or five key players, and if they had those players fit, I think it would have lasted a lot longer than this, you know. But it is what it is, and now their bubble has burst, and yeah, just it's a shame. But I still think they'll have a 
good season. I still uh, am confident that they will finish in the top four, for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think, especially with the start of their mid, you know, it would be a, not a catastrophic failure considering how close the, the table is right now, but it would certainly be very disappointing if they were to come outside the top four given the start they've had. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, Rangers, Celtic, Hearts, uh, maybe Hibs or Kilmarnock. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, I'm just, I just can't get like, over how, like, obviously I, I've touched on it a few times, but I just can't get over how much Celtic dem- demolished Hearts and like, yeah. I just, I just can't get my head red how, how bad Hearts were on the day. Mm-hmm. And and I just, I, I, I'll keep mentioning it, I just can't get my head red. Like, they didn't lie down exactly, they were just extremely poor. And from a mm-hmm. heart's point of view, being top league and all that, you'd expect them to be at least putting a decent performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, hats off to, hats off to Celtic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ben, um, who was your standout uh, from the performance uh, Saturday against Hearts? Um, probably Eduardo Fang had a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, so did so did Forrest, of course, and then Christie as well, so I'd say. Say probably Eduardo, the two goals. I mean, his first goal, you know, that is, uh, that's an excellent goal. So mm-hmm. that's just, that's one of the goals you love to, you love to see, man. Like, um, Eduardo did have an, an excellent game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's my standout player. But yeah. like, like, the game was just, it was just so good to watch as well. Like, it was just a really, really good performance, like, just in every department. And then Benkovic as well scoring just reaffirming his place in the team because he's been excellent in defence and he's been yeah, he looks a like goal as well. Yeah, he looks like he's going to be a good addition for you. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. If, if Leicester, if Leicester, if someone buys Harry Maguire from Leicester, he goes back. Mm-hmm. Like, Benjamin yeah. goes back. Yeah. Can I see that happening? I think Leicester would demand a massive fee for, for Harry Maguire, like, I'm talking about like at least 75 million or something here so Wait, did I just, I sorry I just picked you up wrong there sorry I'm real sorry to interrupt Matt again but did, did, what would you say about Harry Maguire there? If Harry Maguire leaves Leicester and Benkovic goes back to Leicester Hmm Right well, I continue your point Matt That's what I was saying I can't see that happening though because I think if someone was to come in for Harry Maguire Leicester would want at least about 75 million or something like that so I don't think Celtic really really need to worry about that There's oh. plenty of teams that will play that Pay that for a defender now, sixty million odds for an English defender. Suppose so, but so but same same big fish. The steer, who would you be your two centre backs? Uh of Bayata, so you wouldn't have big fish in your team? Oh wait, sorry, I thought you said if he was to leave. No, no, I'd have no. Boyata and Benkovic. But I wouldn't I wouldn't complain to see Ayer and Benkovic because Boyata is quite inconsistent, but uh, the past few games, the past four games, say uh, really clean sheet in that game against Leipzig. Uh, the three clean sheets in that game against Leipzig. I would, I would keep Boyata rather now. Uh, when he's playing in that form, then Boyata and Benkovic. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't be, I know, wouldn't be worried to see I opposite Benkovic. Mm-hmm. Uh, two young players. I, I would have that as well, to be fair. And uh, <coughs> you give some, uh, Celtic a bit of credit before we move on. But yeah, Celtic's form has definitely improved. And um, they were in a bit of a rut around about September time, I think it was. Uh, when they were losing to Kilmarnock and stuff but now they're really firing in all cylinders right now and I think it will only continue this Sunday they've got Livy away 
which is a tough place to go, we all know that, right? What well, <laughs> a Ben, mate, oh, that pitch, you're in for a treat, son. <laughs> that pitch is hell. Oh, it's, it'll be an interesting game, by the way. I think Celtic will win, if I'm being honest, but Ben, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be a real hard, it's going to be a real no, difficult no. game. We, um, yeah, but Celtic's form has definitely improved. So the best form in the league, and then Rob starts us back at saying no. Um, so... We'll see. We've got a game in hand over Hearts and all, so we'll probably be top of the league before we're not. So, anything else you just want to add before we move on? Yeah, no, I think we've covered it there. Aye, I, was, I wanted to bring... Oh, oh sorry, Ben, what? I think that's everything. Aye, I just want to bring this up. Um, did you see that Stephen Fletcher is back in the Scotland set-up? Oh, I think I've seen that. I, the, the guy, right, no offence to him, right... He's an absolute donkey, man. He just he's not a good striker. Right? Like he, he doesn't score any goals, and when he does, it's against bloody Gibraltar, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just to be fair. I know, I know, McLeish didn't have many options, right? Jordan but surely, Rhodes. Jordan Rhodes, even like Kate Cummins. Like I know he's in League One in England, but so was um, Charlie Mulgrew. So you can't really use that as an excuse. Yeah. Um, but there's got to be better options than the bloody Steam Fletcher. <laughs> Yeah, and did you see what was it uh, McLeish said um, during his catch-up? I retweeted in the Scott score uh, Twitter. It was something to the effect of uh, he's a prolific striker or something like that and the youngsters can learn a lot from him. The guy's garbage. <laughs> he's absolutely rotten. <laughs> like, I love big McLeish right and I desperately want him to do well, right? But Stephen Fletcher, he's not the answer. He's, he simply is not the answer at all. Like, and and I, I stated on the, the, the Scotland episode that we done that if McLeish, like, if we don't, if we don't win the next two games, right, against Albania and Israel, he'll need to go. Like, that's just simply unacceptable, you know? And there's already some, the, the alarm bells are starting to go off already about McLeish, you know? And he's under a lot of pressure, uh, Matthew, so he is. He is, he's under massive pressure. I mean, that defeat against Israel like, was just absolutely embarrassing, embarrassing to say the least. Um, mm-hmm. And it's put him under major pressure. Like, obviously, two wins were through, right? We should be through, right? But the thing is, we're not even playing amazing football either. It's just we're playing. It's just terrible football at the moment. Um, and when we do get a result, it's not like we're blown away at teams. We've just got the job done. And. Yeah, he needs to win his two next two games to to save his job. I think, and yep. even if even if he was to lose his job, like I don't know who would come in, like McInnes maybe. I don't know. I've discussed that before. Yeah. Um. But honestly, the guy's under a lot of pressure. and He needs to start getting results. Yeah. I, I I do have my concerns about McLeish, man. I I really want him to do well, but as you said about um, obviously like we're not blowing teams away and stuff like. See, we we beat Albania. We only beat them because they're garbage. That was as simple as, like, we were not great that game, right? We, they were just terrible, and we took advantage of it, because they, they came to try and get a point. That's what they came to try and get, and then we were... I would probably say we were quite fortunate to win that game, because we were not brilliant. No, we weren't. Um, we, were, we were pretty poor. Um, just thankfully they were even more poor. <laughs> we, we won. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is, right? See fans, right? They don't care about Scotland. They don't even. As long as they, the fans can get behind them and 
get a, a good performance out of the team because there's, there's no fans there. Mm-hmm. So we need, yeah, we need to get results to bring the fans back, right? And if McLeish is not going to do that, Scottish international football is in dire, dire situation. Like Ben, I know, like you're like really disenchanted with. Uh, the, the Scotland set up so much so was a lot of people right um, it's just the way it is you know isn't it like like Scotland fans are just so not interested so disenchanted they just don't care because there's just nothing there for us to grasp onto I know and we, we get let down by our own teams enough for the opponent to get let down again every couple of weeks like it's like well, there's, there's no like I've never seen Scotland in a major tournament since I've been like. Neil Matthew, <laughs> like when Scotland so were in a major tournament, I was one. Now? I was one when Scotland were in a major tournament. I don't even think you were born then. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have been. So like, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't care enough about Scotland. I think I back foot, foot every time we talk about them. Um, I just. I really don't care. I look at the team when it gets announced that I say, how many Celtic players are in it? Oh, that's good. And then that's me. Don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I was going to say, uh, before, uh, we, like, obviously, uh, before we wrap anything, like wrap this up, um, obviously I need to bring this up. Boy, these celebration for the weekend. Surely you've all caught it. Yeah, I yeah. see it. <laughs> it was superb, man. Like, he was getting it stinking uh, from the Kelly fans or calling him fat all game then he scores and he does that celebration I thought it was superb I thought that was, <laughs> that's good banter I like that uh, yeah, Boyd, Boyd's always been a good a good laugh um, and that just kind of stuck it to Aberdeen fans obviously they went on to lose unfortunately um, but no that, that, was, that was brilliant from Boyd I, I did like that yeah Boydie's that's one of, Boydie's one of those guys right I would, you, you would just love to get a pint with he just seems like it would be some laugh <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, like, he's always a bit cheeky in Sky Sports. Aye. Um, and when he's, when he's on it. Um, but, yeah, no, definitely, Boyd is a great guy. And he knows, he knows, what, he knows exactly what he is, and he takes pride on it. So he is. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. And we wind up merchant, and he loves doing it. Um, nothing malicious at all, and what he does is just, it's just good banner. Yeah, and see the thing I love about him is, like, he gives it out, but he can take it back. That's what I like. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Did like, you see? That's, that's, that's what you want. Exactly. Did you see what that Haley McQueen, uh, McQueen, sorry, uh, said to him on Sky Sports? It was something to affect off, uh, like, I can't remember what he was talking about. It, she, uh, he was talking about being on the bench or something like that, and then she hit him with a pure brilliant comeback. He's like, oh, you're waiting, you'll be waiting on that uh, command up bench well then or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember, I, I, think, I, was, I think I was watching it at the time. Uh, I remember that, I, that was quite funny, like... Uh, and they took it quite well to be fair ah exactly it's all, it's all good nature man but <laughs> it's a good laugh but I'm sure Ben's uh, absolutely buzzing that Boydie right now is getting proved wrong because remember what Boydie said in September that Celtic are going to fade away Celtic are going to do really poor this season and it looks like Celtic are doing just fine right now yeah <laughs> uh, uh, I'm still buzzing to be a Celtic fan so you've been shut up <laughs> Uh, so I Ben is there any chance you can get up the, the fixtures yeah I've got them here oh fantastic oh before we do that uh, we see that more misery for Neil Lennon that uh, obviously St Johnston beat Hibs 1-0 at the weekend so that's more misery getting piled on by Neil last minute yeah. uh, oh it was a last minute one as well like right at the death big Joe Shocknessy Sock- Sock- I think his name is uh, big Joe Shocknessy getting a 
a belter of a header in and then just to pile more misery on Neil Lennon. Yeah, and it just, just summed up his, like, his kind of life at the moment. I know, he summed up his week, aye. <laughs> summed up his week, yeah, that's what I meant, sorry. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was St Johnson. Um, it's an absolute home as well, it was a real surprising result. Um, yep. St Johnson, we all know how good they are, but yeah, just pills on the misery for Lennon. But. Exactly. Exactly, and they're playing Aberdeen tonight, so may as well to kick off with that game. Um, obviously, so Matthew, um, we don't the fixtures. Obviously, yeah. tonight's game's Hibs versus Aberdeen, and I th- I'm sure that's at Petodre. It's at Petodre. Uh, just all the time is now five past, or about forty minutes kick off. Um, forty minute kick off. Uh, Aberdeen at home against Hibs. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to go for a one each for that. Uh, ben. Uh, I think it's a big game, but I'll probably say Aberdeen 1-0. I'm going to go 1-each. Go 1-each. I think it'll be a tight game, and yeah, I'm going to go a draw. Uh, what's yeah. the next one? Uh, then we've got St. Johnson at home. Oh, that's probably a good game, like a very unpredictable game um, against Hamilton. Oh, God, man. We all know how unpredictable Hamilton are. Um, yeah. And obviously St. Johnson will be buzzing after that 1-0 win against Hibs uh, the weekend there. I'm going to say... 2-1 uh, St. Johnson. I'm going to go... I'm going to go for another one each. Ben? Um, one each as well. Oh, then we've got another cracker here. That's weekend's full of crackers. Then we've got Hearts against Kamarnock. Hearts Ooh. at home. God, we all know Hearts right now. They're not in a good way. Missing a lot of big names, big key players. Um, but Kelly, they'll be raging after uh, that result uh, against Aberdeen at the weekend there. I felt it was O'Connor. Should have got a lot more out of that game. I felt it was, it was daylight robbery from the Dons. But I'm going to go for Kilmarnock. 1-0 win. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. I think 1-0 Kelly. Ben? 2-0, Kelly. Then, oh, we've got another cracker. It's all, place, it's all crackers this weekend. We've got a bottle of the table clash. Dundee, St Mirren. Dundee at home. Oh, St Mirren still yet to win under Oren Kearney, if, I, if I'm correct. And yep. Dundee are just leaking in goals for our bloody fun at the moment. So, that's going to be a great game. Um, but I'm confident that Dundee can get the win I think this is a game where they can kick on I'm going to say it will be a scrappy 2-1 Dundee win I'm going to go 2-1 Dundee I'm going to go 2-1 St Mirren I'll go for it why not 2-1 St Mirren it's a tough one probably 1-0 St Mirren 1-0 St Mirren um, then we've got Livingston at home against uh, champion Celtic um, I'm going to say as I said when we were talking about the game earlier I think it will be a tough game for Celtic that pitch is fucking brutal excuse <laughs> 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 the language but it's just I need to say it it is brutal it's the worst pitch I think I've ever seen um, I'm going to say Celtic get the job done 2-1 but I would not be surprised if one or two of their players get injured because that pitch is a disgrace it's, it's absolutely horrific and um, I've thought so it shouldn't be allowed but um, I think um, Celtic yeah, I think they'll get the job done no doubt about it it'll be very difficult um, but I'm going to go for 
Celtic and James Forrest to score. Yeah, he's on fire at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, then finally, to round off the weekend, um, three o'clock at Ibrox, we've got Rangers with a well. Um, uh, that's a must-win game, definitely. Uh, Rangers need to bounce back after uh, that disappointment from uh, Thursday night. I'm confident Rangers can do that. As I've said, Ibrox is a fortress at this moment in time and I think we'll see a reaction from the players and my prediction is, pardon me, that Rangers will win convincingly 3-0. Yeah, I was thinking 2-3-0 as well. Um, I think it'll be obviously scoring three away, away goals in Europe that obviously was, wasn't the result we wanted but three away goals in, in Europe is something we'll take confidence from at home like you said in a fortress so and our yeah, final ball was a lot better yeah as uh, our final, yeah, final exactly. ball going forward we were a lot better last night but I continue so that's, exactly. that's a key factor um, I'm going to go yeah I'll go for the final as well yeah Ben? Um, I think probably 2-0 Rangers one or 2-0 Rangers because um that's why I was a bit conservative with my Celtic score as well because they're sort of tired legs sort of thing but um, I mean my have been so poor this season yeah. I mean, it's really hard to be, to be any worse than St Mirren and Dundee but mm. with St Mirren and Dundee out of the picture my have been just been really poor compared to the rest of the league mm-hmm. so, so I think Rangers won so that's all the games that is all the games yeah and uh, boys it's big one next week before we head, like before, this will be the last pod before the international break, and uh, episode fifty, episode fifty, the big five zero. So yeah, big one. Fifty in a row. <laughs> oh, fifty episodes, man. I've not missed one. I've not missed one episode, and it's been the same intro for pretty much every episode. <laughs> so I am looking forward to it, boys. It will be a good one. We'll try and make it a long one this week. That's what I'm thinking. Aye, we'll make it. We'll need to make it special. We'll, we'll do something dear of yours. Aye, I'll, I'll come up with something. Maybe try and do a wee face-to-face podcast. Yeah, that, we, can, we can organise that. Yeah, definitely. Aye, definitely. Aye, I'll be very to get into that, man. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, aye, eh, until next time, guys, take care, and we will see you soon.